0: hi everyone welcome to the thriving on purpose broadcast my name is sebastian richard and i'm here with my my wonderful assistant my (laughs) life partner elizabeth richard yes yes and tonight we continue our kingdom leadership series and last week we spoke about boldness and we had the apostle paul as a template for boldness, and it was really an amazing broadcast. So if you didn't listen to that one, uh, make sure after you listen to this one that you go listen to the first one because it it was really, really good.
1: And for those of you that don't know uh, where we broadcast from, maybe you're listening to our podcast. So uh, we are on um, Google Podcasts, on uh, iTunes. Well, I think that's what it's called now.
0: No, it's (laughs) not iTunes. Apple Podcasts.
1: And Stitcher and all those, um, you know, usual places that they have podcasts. Um, and you can also go to thrivingonpurpose.com and you'll see the links to uh, where we have our podcast. But we also, for those of you that are listening to our podcast right now, we also have a broadcast where you can watch us on video. Uh, we do all our teachings and you can see exactly who's speaking to you. <laughs> and so uh, we're live on YouTube. You can search us thriving on purpose on YouTube or um, on our Facebook page, Thriving on Purpose, as well.
0: Awesome. Thanks for for, uh, linking everything for the people because, yeah, it's true that there's so many platforms now. We don't always know where where people are at, uh, and uh, most of the time, a lot of people do it on social media, maybe a couple more platforms, but we do have a podcast, so it's good that the people know this. So, yes, last week, we were talking about boldness. This week, we're talking about perseverance perseverance because as you know if you're a christian if you're walking with god you're going to need tons of that because (laughs) the the attacks come against you and we have to deal with everything else that 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 normal i should say normal people like human beings have to deal with (laughs) we i mean we're we're on earth we have trials we have difficulties we have uh life i mean life happens but we also have the hordes of hell who come against us time and again to try to derail us from our purpose and from bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. So obviously we need perseverance. Uh, Paul compared the, uh, the Christian life to a marathon mm-hmm. and he was right. It is a marathon. It's not a sprint because if you, if you're sprinting, you going to get tired real fast. It's an endurance right. race. <laughs> Exactly. So in the scriptures, there's there's other words sometimes that are used and that can be interchangeably understood as meaning perseverance. And some of those words are, are steadfastness, steadfast. When someone is steadfast, they are persevering. Uh, and endurance, endurance is also one of those words. And I, I looked it up. I love doing that, looking at the etymology of words, because I think we can gain so much from the root, where the word came from. And the etymology of perseverance is from the Latin. You guys are gonna love this. It's from the Latin persever perseverare, perseverare, which means to abide by strictly. To abide by strictly. Mm-hmm. And it's from perseveris, very strict. And the two the two words that, that uh, form perseverance is Per, which means thoroughly, thoroughly, and severus, which means, as you probably guessed, severe. So the word perseverance, and I thought that was so good, means thoroughly severe, thoroughly severe. It makes you a force to be reckoned with. When someone is thoroughly severe, they are a force to be reckoned with. So when a Christian is persevering, he is a force to be reckoned with, and he is thoroughly severe. Perseverance makes believers scary for the kingdom of darkness.
1: Yeah, and I I really like this topic because, um, you know, a lot of people think, you know, I'm perseverant, you know, I, I don't give up when I put my mind to something and, you know, we, we usually think of um, we usually think of perseverance in that way. Right. And uh, you know, I've learned through spiritual warfare and through my, my studies in that. And um, I've learned that perseverance, it's really, you know, when it says pray unceasingly, it's not because God is deaf and he doesn't hear you. It's really because they're, they're the, the intercession and the prayers that we do um, have to be uh pers- perseverantly done. So you have to do them, you know, always asking, um, you know, basically
0: being in prayer constantly being in, in
1: prayer mode, speaking to God on a regular basis and interceding um to to break open the heavens and to uh to have change and breakthrough in your life. Mm-hmm. And so it's really something that I've learned um in in the last year especially that if it's not done um, on a regular basis, that, you know, that's when the the devil will come and kind of try to infiltrate and try to cause havoc
0: and stuff. Amen to that. But a persevering saint is usually demonstrating a great quality of leadership. I mean, think about it. When you think about uh, leaders, and, and like I said in the last episode, if you are a citizen in the kingdom of heaven, in other words, if you're born again, there is a leadership call on your life. Make no mistake about it. As Mm -hmm. soon as you become a kingdom citizen, there is a leadership call on your life because God has a purpose and a plan for you and you are meant to bear fruit and you are meant to bear witness uh, of Christ to others. And as such, they will look to you and, and you are a leader, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it, or not, there's a leadership call in your life. Okay.
1: Yeah. And um, you know, a lot of people are are thinking, you know, we're we're approaching the end times and we know that we know that the Lord is coming back soon, but we have to remember that um we're still fighting till the very end, you know, we have to really have that warrior mindset where we're still persevering for the king and um fighting, you know, to to do his work, um, to to partner with him just until the very end, until he does. Uh, come back so we have to keep that in mind that we can't have a mentality of uh, you know well, if the end is over and you know the end times are coming we can all see the signs and let's just do nothing and just wait for it to, to happen. The Lord still wants us to um to get that breakthrough and to do damage in the enemy's camp and the more breakthrough the more you're perseverant in your walk with God and and um, break open the heavens the more that you can have um, victory in in every step and Mm -hmm. bring people to to God through your testimony and and everything that he does with
0: you, right? Amen. And, uh, you know, when when a Christian, there's something about an an engaged Christian, a Christian who's persevering in his faith, even for non-believers, and I was told that a few times during my life, that when they see you persevering in the faith, uh, I was I was told a few times, you know what I disagree with what you believe. I don't believe what you believe but I respect you. I've been told that many times for some reason when they see a persevering saint mm-hmm. there's a dose of respect that comes with that. so they kind of recognize in a yeah. way your your leadership they recognize that you, that you have an inspiration factor mm-hmm. because with perseverance comes perspiration and with perspiration usually comes a, a level of inspiration for, for other people. Right. In my first book, uh, thrive on purpose because believe it or not, I, I, I wrote that thing. Um, and 20, was it 2016? Is it four years already? It was a, a short book, about 40 pages long. Uh, it was titled thrive on purpose eight stepping stones to a successful and fulfilled life in which i distilled uh, eight stepping stones to have a, a successful life basically and uh in it one of the chapters one of the stepping stones is perseverance so i'm going to talk a little bit about what i wrote in there so in the book i talk about rocky uh, i'm a fan of rocky i'm a guy uh, if you know a guy, there's a good chance he's a fan of Rocky. I mean, uh, if there's an inspirational movie series, I think Rocky is at the top of the list. Uh, Rocky Balboa. He persevered in life. He persevered through adversity on the on the ring for sure, and uh, especially in the first two fights. And there's a clip I want to show you guys that's really that really shows the value of perseverance. And don't play it just yet, Liz. I, I, I want to set the, the stage. So in the first movie, Rocky goes the distance. He's this uh, this loser, basically this bum from the docks, who's given a shot at the heavyweight title of the world. So he goes against the, the Muhammad Ali called Apollo Creed in the movie. And against all odds, I mean, he was supposed to drop him in three. Creed was supposed to drop this chump in three rounds but against all odds, Rocky goes the distance. He goes, I think it was 12 rounds, I don't remember exactly, but he goes to the last, very last round and he's still standing and they're both standing at the end. And uh, so it's amazing what he accomplished there. And as a result of the fight, Apollo Creed gets all this hate mail now because they're calling him a chump. Uh, uh, the fight was staged, it was fixed. Uh, you're a disgrace to your sport and all that because he was facing basically was fighting a quote- unquote a bum right a guy who he was supposed to drop easily right. so apollo's is mad in the scene he's mad that's in from rocky 2 and he's asking his boss he, his coach he says i want a rematch with balboa so i'm gonna play the clip and you're gonna see what i what i want to get at afterwards okay so i'm playing a clip you guys are gonna enjoy this
2: Look, I don't know about anybody else, but as long as I'm going to be promoting this fight myself, I want a lot more pressure put on for a rematch. Hey, we can get the same money for the two top contenders. Why go after Balboa? Why? Because there's still a lot of people out there that think he won. There's a lot of people out there accusing me of having the fight fixed, accusing me of being a fake and insulting my kids in school. That's why. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The truth is that last time he was damn lucky. Now, he's all finished. I mean, he's been hanging around doing nothing for six months. And any trainer worth anything wouldn't have nothing to do with him. Now, I say, let's go after some new meat. Forget this bum. You think I beat him the last time? Do you? Hmm? You got the decision. Man, I won, but I didn't beat him. What are you afraid of, Tony? Honest? Yeah, honest.
0: He's all wrong for us, baby. I saw you beat that man like I never saw no man get beat before, and the man
2: kept coming after you. And we don't need that kind of man.
0: I I love that scene. I absolutely love it because he's asking his coach, Tony, he says, what are you afraid of? Because he sees that his coach, Tony, is not really like gung-ho on going back in the ring with Balboa. He's like, what are you afraid of? And he, then he says the epic answer. I've seen you beat that man like I've never seen any man get beat before. And he kept coming at you. Now, we don't need that kind of man. See, this is the response that we want to get from the hordes of hell when they come after us. This is what you want uh, the devil and and his henchmen or demons talking to Satan, saying, what are you so afraid of if I go after Sebastian or if I go after Elizabeth? I've seen you beat that guy time and again, and he kept coming at you. Now, we don't need that kind of Christian. We don't need to go after that kind of Christian. That's what you want to get. And that was the Rocky Balboa perseverance that made us love the stories about Rocky. That's what we loved about the Rocky series is that against all odds, always getting up for one more round, still swinging, still swinging. You know, when when he gets, uh, at the end of the first movie, he's he's, like his face is swollen and all that. and And he goes like, they're about to stop the fight because he's really in bad shape. And he goes, like, cut me, Mick, cut me. He says, I ain't gonna do it, Rock. Cut me. And he says, You're dying out there. It's my life. Well, that's that's what you, like that's the perseverance we're talking about. I and I love I love Rocky. You probably you'd probably see that. Yeah. Probably gathered that.
1: But you know, in in the the life that we live as Christians, the reason why we're doing this series is because. Um, you know, the the Lord really spoke to us about uh, developing leaders. You know, we, we've studied in the John Maxwell team. Uh, we've learned from the best John Maxwell on leadership. And uh, the Lord has given us a lot of insights on leadership. And there's a lot of things we've learned through the years. And perseverance is one of the biggest, biggest keys to, you know, getting any victory. And, you know, entrepreneurship, we'll talk the the lingo is success, right? I know a lot of Christians are like scared of that word.
0: Yeah. But well, we don't want to have success because it's not humble.
1: They're, they're kind of scared <laughs> to have that, that word in their mouth, but you know, we want to have victory and Absolutely. you know, you don't have victory over uh, anything in your life unless you've uh, beat the devil at stop, you know, uh, you have beat him from stopping you. So basically um, you know he either wears you out or you wear him out it's mm. basically that that's the way yeah. it works yes. and a lot of people are not re- realizing that there is a struggle like that but basically you're gonna you're gonna come a- across it even more when you get busy doing things for the lord the many you start witnessing to people you're gonna start noticing these things arise in your life um you know like there's so many ways that, that this happens, you know, you can be doing something really kind for somebody and say, you know, it's it's uh I'm doing this for you, and you know, God bless. And and then you start talking to them about the Lord. And you know, the the, the devil just hates whenever we're fruitful Christians. And so this is why this series is really, really important because all these components we're doing, um, I think it's seven episodes, seven broadcasts. Where we really teach you what it takes to be a, a thriving, fruitful kingdom ambassador, a kingdom citizen, a leader, that is, a kingdom that is leader, really a, a leader um, that's uh, you know really fruitful for the kingdom of God. Because in the end times, that's what we need to be. We need to be a light that shines for uh, non Christians. More and more, they're going to see a very big difference between you know the the enemy and the darkness and uh, believers. Um, and the, di- the difference of how a Christian walks. And, uh, you know, as we approach the end times, well, the, Satan also cranks up the volume on, yeah. on his on his part. So it right. makes it harder for, for believers to um, do what they need to do. But it doesn't matter because God is on our side and he's going to help us do it.
0: And there's a verse, uh, I think it's in Daniel or Revelation, where it says that the Antichrist mm-hmm. will wage war against the saints and wear them out. And there's a lot of that going on in prophetic right now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're talking about the wearing out of the saints. The saints are tired. The saints are exhausted. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going the distance. There's round after round after round. And a yeah. lot of us are tired, but we, we need to be persevering and we need to always get our strength from him. Always get our strength from him. Not do this in our own strength because it's a losing battle. Mm-hmm. It's a losing battle. Uh, so to get back to, The book, uh, Thrive on Purpose, Eight Stepping Stones to a Successful and Fulfilled Life. uh, Here's what I wrote uh, about uh, perseverance. I said, here are a few keys that you need to remember when life brings you to your knees, as surely it will. Here is how to keep your pain in perspective. Number one, life isn't fair, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: period. So don't expect it to be. Sometimes when you have to endure trials, you will be tempted to ask, why me? Mm -hmm. you know what pride says why me humility humility says uh, something like les brown once said why not you do you have anybody else to recommend for this trial (laughs) Do you have their phone number number two remember the pain is temporary yeah pain is temporary this Two will pass. This will surely pass. No matter how bad the difficulty, it will not last. It might last a day, a week, or even a year, but eventually it will subside. Isn't that good news? Isn't that refreshing? Thank God for that. Number three, well, that's the biggest, the most important thing to remember when you're going through uh, the ringer is that God is an ever present help in times of trouble. God is always there. He's always at the ready you can always turn to him and i know that sometimes we're in darkness sometimes we feel like he let go of our hand and, and 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 we're like going like god where are you and we're praying and it seems he's not answering so what you need to do when you're in the dark don't forget in the dark what god told you in the light so reminisce reminisce when you're in those situations those dark times that they never last by the way those are the the, the shorter testing times but when you're in complete darkness and you feel like god has let go of your hand well you can't feel his hand you don't know where he is you know you don't know where you are don't forget in the dark what he told you in the light so reminisce yeah. the prophecies that were in your life reminisce the what the bible says about uh, him and about you uh, Mull, mull these over and, and run these over in your mind and, and decree and declare the, the verses that are about victory. Yeah. And you will get through this.
1: Yeah, we. it's important that we focus on God's promises. And, uh, you know, Christians oftentimes when things go bad, they seem to think that, you know, they're going to be spared of any any persecution because they're saved. But, you know, we have to remember that the Lord went through a lot of persecution and so if he had to go through persecu- persecution, it's kind of part of the game that, um, how should I say this, that we're kind of going to go through some of it as well. Well, he
0: said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you, but obviously.
1: There's right? a difference between persecution and, uh, you know, trials and and things that the, the devil inflicts on us, like, you know, um, like like sickness, like illness, like, uh, accidents, you know, there's things that the devil will, will try to do to kind of trip you. And those are not from the Lord. Those are not testings from the Lord. God is always good. He always wants our good. So we have to remember that, that, you know, we're, we're basically holding his hand through these persevering times with his help. We get through them by asking for strength. Um, we get through them and, um, I encourage you to listen, to go to our website, thrivingonpurpose.com and put in the search bar, uh, treasures of darkness and when God demotes Mm. you. Those are two of our most popular um, podcasts. Yeah, jot
0: that down, guys. Treasures of darkness and the other one is when God demotes you. Those two podcasts we did were so good about times of suffering, times of difficulty, how to deal with those.
1: Yeah, so if you're going through a really, really rough spot, you want to listen to that that's really going to encourage you um we talk about the life of joseph and we really dig deep and share some of our uh, personal stories as well so i know that's really going to bless you and encourage you
0: Amen. Uh, number four so when you're going through difficult times when you're going through the ringer ask yourself what can i learn from this and i know that's a tough one because oftentimes we tend to to indulge in self pity when we're going through this oh oh this is so hard and 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 we we we're, we're hurting and it it's it's kind of hard to rise above that and say what can i learn from this situation what can i gather from he-? like what kind of information or what what mm-hmm. nugget of wisdom can i gain from this
1: yeah and you know we have to remember oftentimes that you know, sometimes I I know when I look at Pat in my life in the past, a lot of times my mindset was just wrong. You know, I wasn't doing any personal development. And so I just had this really um, negative mindset all the time and always focused on the negative, spoke in a negative way. So it's like I was just like making things a hundred times worse in my life and just focusing on the, the, the dark spots in my life and not looking at all at all the the great things that God was doing in my life. So it's very important, you know, when you're going through something difficult and you're trying to persevere, uh, maybe, you know, you're in missions, maybe you're a pastor, maybe, you know, there's all kinds of things that Christians are doing for the Lord. And and it sometimes it gets difficult or you get criticism. So it's it's difficult sometimes and you have to really focus on on your mindset and think, you know, am I making and am I amplifying this? Am I making this worse than it really is? Mm you know, try to look at the, the positive and try to say, you know what, even if I can't see right now, um, I can't say anything very positive, then at least praise God for uh, the good that you do see, that you do have, and the good that is coming. You know, in my difficult times where I had to persevere, oftentimes what I would say is, um, Lord, I know you're making a way, you're the way maker, you're making a way where there is no way where I don't see how you're going, you're going to part the sea in this situation. But I know you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You're working on my behalf. And I would praise him. And I thank him in advance for what he was about to do in my life. And I would just declare it and decree it all the time. And so you know, when you think that way, you know, you're going to get through it. Like, you mm. know that he's going to come through and you read the Bible verses that talk about, you know, victory and, and all the the great promises that you love and you just repeat them. And all of a sudden things shift, you know, and it, it helps us to keep, keep on going.
0: Amen to that. And number five, the final thing to remember when you're going through the ringer is use your pain or your ex pain to help others. Mm -hmm. So once you've gotten back on your feet, you've hopefully learned from this experience. You've gathered some wisdom, some nuggets, and you can use that to encourage and help others who may be going through the similar stuff. And I like that passage in the New Testament where uh, Jesus is is saying, look, uh, Peter, uh, Satan has uh, claimed you and he wants to sift you like wheat and it's going to be tough. But once you get back on your feet, make sure you strengthen the others. Mm -hmm. So Jesus told him that. And that is a great leadership principle. That's what makes leaders when you go through hard times to be able to use that and encourage others afterwards. You know, don't let your pain go to waste. Mm -hmm. Make it benefit others. Uh, There's a a little quote I wrote here from uh Charles Spurgeon, uh, which is kind of tongue in cheek, a little bit funny. It says, By perseverance, the snail reached the ark. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cute. And speaking of perseverance, it's time for our second clip. We have three clips tonight we wanted to share with you guys. Uh, but now it's time for our second clip. And it's a clip by uh that where John Hagee is speaking. And Oh, yeah, I'll put it, Liz. Hold <laughs> on to your hat. Hold on to your hat. This one is dynamite. It's 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 something else. I, and I I chose John Hagee because
1: no one says it like he does.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I, I mean, I tried it, practiced in front of the mirror. It just wasn't good enough. And Liz just gave me the the little no, it's not. No. <laughs> so I put John instead. You guys are gonna like this. Quit living life, looking in the rearview mirror. Quit
2: looking at the mistakes of yesterday and say it prohibits me from being all I can be today. Every page in this book says press on, endure, fight back, win, for greater is he that is within you than he that's within the world. Fight back. You're a child of God. The royal blood of heaven is flowing in your veins. God does not sponsor flops and he does not manufacture junk. You are a child of the Most High God. You're going to stand in the winner's circle. You're not going to be the victim. You're going to be the victor because Christ is Lord over your situation. Only believe all things are possible for you. Never give up. Never, 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 never give up! Stay at it. If you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and hang on. If you get whipped, Go home and lick your wounds and come out the next day and fight to win again. This book says nothing is impossible to you. If you believe that, that one verse will transform your mind and your life. This book says greater is he, meaning the Holy Spirit that is in you, than he that is within the world. This book says if God be for us, who can be against us? This book says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This book says let us not be weary in well being For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. That means press on. That means endure. That means God cannot fail and you're not going to give up. That's not an option for a child of God. This means you are going to be the winner. Listen to this and write it down if you can't remember it. You're never going to outgrow warfare. You simply must learn to fight. I hear people saying to me all the time, oh, when is it going to get easier? When you die.
0: I hope you're pumped because I am.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it reminds me. Um, it was actually funny because I do uh, homeschooling with my children. We do a, a Christian curriculum and uh, that famous Bible verse, you know, those uh will reap a harvest if they do not faint um that he just quoted in the qu- in the clip um i i laugh because i was going through a difficult time and then one of my kids had to recite that verse and, and i was like you know it's kind of ironic so funny you know because it's true you know life is is a marathon sometimes and the the christian walk is a marathon, a marathon. and you know we have to remember who we serve that we serve a great and mighty God and that he's above all things. But sometimes we tend to focus on the physical because we have to, you know, I'm very analytical and very realist. So it was very difficult for me to learn to do this. And I was always looking at what I could see and how things are going to plan out. And I'm one of those planners, you know, that has an agenda and I write everything. And, and so, It's like God was just showing me that, you know, he brought me to a point where I couldn't plan anything anymore. And it was just like, you know, you have to trust me. You just Mm -hmm. have to trust me. Even, um, you know, like Tracy Cook says, even if you can't trace him, you still have to believe. Right. You still have to know that and have faith, stand bold in your faith that he will come through. And that's what pierces the darkness. Because the minute we give up and a lot of Christians have this mindset where the minute that they don't see things going their way or, you know, the evidence, the physical evidence isn't there. Uh, you know, they're like, well, for example, OK, I'll give you a really good example. My um, our house was for sale about uh, a couple of years back. We needed to leave. We, we had uh, put our house for sale. We lived. Um, in Prince Edward Island, but in a country setting, like in in an area that's really far from the city, from the main city. And so the houses were very cheap, very inexpensive. And to, to pull the move that we wanted to do to buy our second house, we had to have a good cash down. We had to make some profit, but we hadn't been in that house for longer than about a year or two. What was it a year, a year and a and half and A half,
0: just about Yeah, a yeah. year and
1: a half something like that and you say well why would you want to move well because when we accepted the transfer for his position it was sort of like that's all you can get as a house there's nothing else it's in the middle of winter so we just took whatever they had but it was never a house that we really wanted to live in in the first place like it wasn't somewhere where we'd say okay we're going to stay here for no location, years, the location right? the
0: house was was fine but the location was not
1: exactly And so we said, okay, I'll do, you know, for now, um, you know, we'll stay here with our kids. Sebastian did his job and all that. But we were so far from town. We had to, like, drive 45 minutes just to go to Walmart um, that it started getting really annoying. You know, you want a burger, you have to drive 45 minutes. Like, we were, like, in the middle of nowhere. So we said, you know what? We, we prayed about it and we asked the Lord, we said, look, we, we need to move. We really went by faith and we said, okay, we're going to put our house for sale. And the the agent said to us, she said, you know, in this area, nobody um, sells their house for six she months says, for a good close to a year. She says, she, I she have houses, six months, yeah. yeah, six months to a year. She says, I've never seen something sell.
0: She was saying, don't hold your breath
1: faster than that, because it's not everybody that wants to to live here. Like you guys, you came, right? You had a job transfer. So there's not a lot of movement. There's not a lot of reasons for people to want to move in the country away from the city because most people want to save on gas here. They don't really have buses going that far and stuff. So everything is in Charlottesville. She was trying to, to, to
0: paint a realistic picture of what we should expect as house sellers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the Lord was was already teaching us uh, kingdom faith, bold faith. Even if we didn't understand all the steps like we do now where we teach it in our class, activated activated faith. If you want to get a really good course on how to activate your faith and apply the steps uh, needed for that, it's it's in our top kingdom growth group. So you can just go to our website, thrivingonpurpose.com. You'll see a link to join the group and have access to that but anyhow so we we decided that no this is not going to work and we told her we said we were in zero agreement with what she said we said look we need to move we're going to you know go by faith and we're going to um you know we asked for at that time we had asked for a transfer uh for um a job elsewhere and we said we're just going to go by faith that we're going to sell it quicker and that way we can um, look for, a, you know, look, turn the page basically, and yeah. move closer to town or whatnot. And so, um, do you want to? Do- well,
0: we 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 went all all out. I mean, in in the, in making the house nice and presentable. Yeah. I um, I cut the hedges in front of the house. I I, I manicured everything. The lawn was perfect. Uh, I painted the window sills. I mean, I I did everything to, to so that the house was manicured, manicured and looking its best.
1: Yeah, we we painted the inside. We did everything in a way that our faith was so bold. It was like
0: we we, we thought
1: like the way we were acting was like if we were going to sell our house in seven days. Like that's how we were acting. That's we were almost making, what happened. We we were making our boxes. I was pregnant at the time, um, six months with my third third baby, and I was packing boxes like no tomorrow. And I was like, I don't care who comes to visit. And and the way it works here on the islands, like you have to practically get out of your house, and everybody has to get out. Yeah, they say you have to
0: get out for the visit for the visit
1: for the visit. And I was like, I don't care if there's boxes. I'm moving. (laughs) Yeah. And um, anyhow, so we asked for. $10,000 $10,000 more than what she told us to put because she said, you'll never sell at this price. Uh, there's no way. And you know, it's just not realistic in this area and blah, blah, blah. And anyway, and, and this whole time, when when I say, do not be in agreement, never be in agreement for what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Never say yes to the person that's telling you something that, you know, God can overcome that. God can do a miracle because the minute you're in agreement, then it's like, um, how should I say this, then it's like you're not in faith anymore. And it, it gives the double legal right to kind of trap you and, and you know, not sell your house in this case, right? So we weren't in an agreement with that, with what she was saying, and uh, we were bold and asking our price and all that. And to make a long story short, we sold the house in exactly uh, two weeks, and yeah. we got exactly the price that we wanted. Exactly. So you know that was like not six months, not three months. She was, not she was flabbergasted.
0: Months. The agent, she was flabbergasted. She yeah. couldn't believe it that how quickly we sold. Yeah. But it, it was it was through faith.
1: Yeah, and, and, and persevering. Exactly, <laughs> and you know God God has that buyer that needs to buy the house that you want to get out of. God has you know God can turn the hearts of whoever He wants. We just have to believe in Him working on our behalf in the unseen realm in what we don't see. So you have to really trust him and say, look, I'm standing in faith. I believe that you can do this. I'm not gonna be in agreement with anything negative that goes against your will, that goes against your promises, that goes against what I know that you want for my life. And that's it, that's all, and and he will do it. That's it, that's
0: all, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So now I wanted to share with the audience, with you guys listening, the rewards that are promised for those who persevere. Because in the New Testament, it's interesting to note that uh, it was a fledgling uh, church, okay? So it, the New Testament was written by the fledgling church leaders who uh, were undergoing a lot of persecution. So it was very, very hard times and very difficult for believers back then. And a lot of what they wrote had to do with the perseverance of the saints. And they encouraged all throughout the New Testament. There are all kinds of encouragements about persevering Mm -hmm. and and pressing on and keeping on. And these leaders knew that other believers needed to to read this. They need to hear it. They need to read it. And it's it's still good today, for sure, because we're we're, we're still living here and we're Mm -hmm. still undergoing uh, trials. And especially since 2020, it's been... uh, uh, it, like we're we're facing it seems a, a new wave of Christian persecution or something that's completely new in the West anyway, and th- that we haven't seen yet because in other countries they've tasted that in China and other uh, communist countries they've tasted persecution yeah. but we're not used to it we we like we used to I, I jokingly say that we used to think that if people laughed or snickered at us uh, when we're at work praying over our food we think that's persecution yeah you know I mean this is ridiculous so. There are rewards, the Bible tells us, that are associated with perseverance. So I'm going to go down the list. One of the, the first rewards is the crown of life. The crown of life. In James 1.12, we read, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast, and we saw in the beginning of this teaching that steadfast is another word for perseverance, under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Mm-hmm. And in Revelation 2.10, 2, 10, it says, Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested. And for 10 days you will have tribulation be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Again, the crown of life that's promised to those who are faithful and who keep pressing on and who persevere. Number two, those who persevere are promised a harvest, a harvest. In Galatians 6, 9 and uh, uh, John Hagee in the clip mentions that verse and I love it. It's a very good verse. And, and trust me, uh, in the last few months, uh, we've,
1: we've said it. We've yeah. said it
0: to each other. It's because like, we don't, get... faint. <laughs> don't faint. Don't faint. Don't faint. Oh, oh. <laughs> want me to hold you? We joke around together, yeah. <laughs> so it's Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap. If we do not faint, some versions say, I prefer the faint version, but this one says, if we do not give up, Mm -hmm. if we do not give up, which is also very good. Number three, with perseverance comes honor, honor. Second Timothy 2.12 says, if we endure, which like I said, is another word for persevere, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Yeah. So perseverance honor comes with perseverance.
1: Yeah, and I just want to go back to the harvest. You know, a lot of people think harvest as in, you know, we're going we're going to have all these rewards only in heaven. And uh, you know, what he's talking about a harvest here on earth. And, you know, I'm not going to like preach like a prosperity gospel like Benny Hinn kind of thing, but Um, You know, we've seen it in our own lives where, you know, the the Lord is really good that we serve a a great God. And when he sees Mm -hmm. that you're fruitful and that you're trying your best to persevere to obey what he's asking of you, you know, for all of you, it might be something different. You know, it might be something, someone that he's asking you to talk to about the Lord, you know, maybe you're a mechanic and you work with somebody that, You know, God has put on your heart and He really wants you to talk to that person. It could be anything, you know, it could be, uh, you know, starting a project, writing a book, something that He's asked you to do. Anything that you're faithful in and obedient and you persevere and you don't give up because you know in your heart that He's given you a vision or He's given you a drive to do it and you know. That you're following the the direction that he wants you to go towards, he's going to bless you. He's going to give you all kinds of uh, all kinds of wonderful things. You know, we've seen God bless us in all kinds of ways. Like, um, you know, this year. We were, um, you know, we had all kinds of things, you know, with our finances and we're like, oh, we'd like to homeschool our kids. We want to try this, something new, you know, since mm-hmm. COVID, we, we didn't feel comfortable sending our kids to school because here in Canada, things are a little wacko. I know they're wacko in the United States too, but here they were implementing a bunch of stuff. And I was like, you know, I didn't see my my youngest uh, six-year-old, Caitlin. I didn't see her wearing day. a mask all day. And, you know, and my, my other daughter's eight, and then I have a 11-year-old son. Well, we do. And... Um, you know, we, we just said, you know, let's homeschool, let's do the right thing. And we just could feel in our spirit that that's that what the, the Lord right wanted. And um, we chose a cr- Christian curriculum. And I can't tell you enough how I've seen these children uh, bloom spiritually, yeah. how it's been a blessing to be able to really invest in them and take time to teach them. And they've learned so much about the, uh, about the Lord even more, not that we didn't talk about it, but now we have more time because it's part of the curriculum, right? So we're really diving deep into this. And, and we and, could
0: maybe mention it's the ACE program, and a big shout out to the ACE program and those who made that program. It's wonderfully it's, made.
1: Yeah, you can look it's it up. It's amazing. It's called ACE Pace Curriculum, and they have it in Canada, and it follows the ca- uh, Canadian um, Canadian program. And they also have it in the United States, so it's you know basically follows the uh, provincial guidelines. But it's also always teaching about creation and God's creation, and anyhow, all this to say, we really felt that it was the Lord's will for us to to take this step, and so we said, you know what? It's a lot. It's it wasn't a huge amount, but for three kids, it adds up. And so we we prayed about it, and we said, Lord, we believe, you know, mm-hmm. that we, I think it was like July when we prayed about it, and we said we believe that you're going to provide for the yes. the income. We went by faith. We just took all the steps. We took told the kids that they were going to do this program and all that. And sure enough, uh, when the time came, um, the Lord blessed us through uh, a family. family member that said, you know what? I really would love to pay for the three children. And, and that person paid for the three children. And we're so Amazing. blessed and happy. And they even told us that they want to do it again next year. So, you know, God will find all kinds of ways, all kinds of ways. That's just one example yeah. where we've seen him bless us. We we have a lot of stories. So we just want to encourage you, you know, that there is a harvest and God is going to smile on you. He's going to send you all kinds of wink winks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oftentimes we, we've got surprising Provisions, surprising things that we're like, wow, you know, the Lord is really, you can really see that he's watching everything oh, we do. And, and you know? it's
0: so it's so, these are faith building moments when, yeah. when God uh, gives you either a wink or a or, 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 or literal gift. Uh, it's so amazing. Uh, so we were, uh, honor. honor. So we, we said, I said the honor. Mm-hmm. Number four, Character uh, perseverance. <laughs> perseverance <laughs> creates Character, character. And that's in Romans 5, 4 says, an endurance produces character. And we know that you can't have great leadership without strong character. You need strong character. You need integrity. You need godliness. You need to stand firm when it's time to stand firm. That's character that does that. Yeah. Number five, it gives you endurance. Uh, yeah, endurance. Uh, gives you blessing, blessing. Perseverance will bring blessing in your life. James 5.11, behold, we consider those blessed who remained steadfast. And we saw that the word steadfast means persevered. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. And we know that the steadfastness or perseverance of Job brought him a, a twice as much as he used to have. In the end, the story has a good ending, fortunately.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, I've heard many, many um, men of God. I've, I've studied a lot of them that have had, um, you know, impactful ministries where you see them have this tremendous bold faith and, you know, uh, wonderful healings and all, all things all these wonderful things. And you listen to their story. And a lot of them will say, you know, that it was very, the climb and their perseverance was very difficult to get to where they're at. Um And, you know, that in a way they said that uh, oftentimes this came as a comment, uh, you know, and I've listened to many of them mm. and it's, they always say, you know, the Lord will, give anointing he'll bless you know he'll um bless you with with gifts and anointings but what's mostly important is the character that you build through yes. the perseverance and he says for that i can't um it's not something you can purchase there's no shortcuts right? there's, there's no, no shortcuts, shortcuts to character there's no shortcuts it's not something you can um teach somebody they just have to go through it yeah. you can't warn somebody you know you can do all the warnings It's like your kids you can warn them all you want but at one point they're going to have to do the steps themselves and live it to really understand what you're talking about mm. you know it's not enough to just warn you cuz like in the bible you know there's a lot of verses that warn you about this warn you about that and and you know we know these verses and we're like yeah okay okay but you know when you're reading it and you're 16 You don't really get it Mm. until you have to live through it and go, okay, that's what that means, you know? So it's sort of like that. And the Lord is always prepping you for the next step. You know, if there's a promotion coming, uh, you know, and he's bringing you to another level then he has to teach you to get through that, to develop that character for the next level. You know, people sometimes they look at, and I know I've done this many times, and I'm like, oh, God is wanting us to go through this and go through that because he's trying to teach us this and trying to teach us that. And a lot of times it was true, but other times it was, he was teaching me character. He was developing my perseverance and my character because of the next level, because of that that um, different level that I have to, to be on. I'd for have, every new
0: level, there's a new devil. <laughs> that I'd
1: have to have more character yeah. and more backbone and more perseverance, mm-hmm. you know? So there's different things that you you look at that, you know, late years later, you go back and you look at that and you go, wow, you know, it's true that if I had gone through this uh, now or i had this blessing i wouldn't appreciate it or i wouldn't understand it as well or you know i wouldn't i wouldn't know what to do with this because i just wasn't at that level of maturity and and perseverance and character and so that's very important and we see that you know uh, um, when god demotes you that uh, podcast episode yeah. we talk about that and i can name a lot of christians that have lived that where You know the anointing and the the gift that they were given shot them up to success quickly. So men saw the gift, wanted the gift, wanted more of it, and they they the spotlight was on them, but
0: too quickly, too fast.
1: But too quickly, and and they weren't
0: ready for it,
1: and a lot of them ended up falling. Or, you know, ended up doing stupid things and regretting it and be ha- being demoted.
0: And, and we've heard that many times when, when great men of God will tell you this. They'll, they'll say, uh, if you're not careful, your anointing or your talent or your gifting will take you places where your character can't keep you. And this is why it's so important to cultivate character. And, mm. and, and, and you can cultivate as much as you want and you can have a certain level of maturity. But the truth is, truth be told... It's through adversity that yeah. you really build it. It's through adversity that is, the, is really the, the boot camp, the training ground where you're going to be become seasoned.
1: Exactly. And so instead of looking at your circumstance as something that's, you know, never ending or that you just can't figure out, I try to see, you know, oftentimes when I've been through these moments, I've asked the Lord, well, you know, I just want to get past this. So what yeah. do I need to understand? What are you trying to teach me right now? What do I need to understand?
0: In other words, can we can we just so, go to the like the just give me the lesson? I'll I'll memorize it and just get me through the this fast. I don't want to go or, through it. Or
1: sometimes, yeah. Or sometimes the Lord will show me, He'll show me something that um He's trying to teach me, or He'll reveal something that I just didn't see that if I didn't ask that, I would have never figured it out. Yeah. And and then it and then once I understand that I'm able to to work towards what it what it is he wants me to do, mm. or wants me to understand, and then all of a sudden things shift, right? Things shift, and then we move forward. So I encourage you to ask
0: the Lord these questions. Amen. Yeah, it's always good to ask these questions to the Lord. Uh, number six, another thing that uh, uh, perseverance will bring you, and that might surprise some of you, but salvation salvation both physical and spiritual and i'll give you the verses so that you can put it in context and wrap your mind around it uh, so matthew 10 22 says and you will be hated by all for my name's sake but the one who endures to the end will be saved so obviously jesus is talking here of persecutions mm-hmm. persecutions when you're a believer uh and he was warning the uh the the disciples and the apostles that this was going to happen to them. And they did like, uh, I I was reading once a list of uh, the the 12 apostles and and their deaths, how they died. And uh, I think only one died of of old natural old age. And it was John on Patmos. Everyone else was killed and it was pretty gruesome the way they were killed. So they were like killed uh, and hurt. And it was just, wow. Yeah, they were definitely trailblazers. They were trailblazers and they were warned too. And also to the church in in Philadelphia, in Revelation 3.10, Jesus said this. He said, because you have kept my word about patient endurance, which is what we're teaching right now, patient endurance, which is perseverance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world mm-hmm. to try those who dwell on the earth it, so that's a very interesting uh verse in the times we're living now Liz it was a, well, a while back I had that that dream uh, uh the, the 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 word of the lord came to me at night and it was around uh, what did it say exactly you remember it was about uh because you like, here it says, because you've kept my word and you've shown uh, patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world. Is that anyway? I had but a word, was,
1: yeah, because that, that version is kind of different. And it uh, said, because I might have it here, you have faith.
0: No, I think I have it here, and I or it's it either
1: belief or faith,
0: exactly. Yeah, believing, Th- there you go. So I was told, I was, I woke up at around six o'clock in the morning. And I was in a half haze, and I heard the Holy Spirit, God, tell me in these words that believing you may be found worthy to escape all these things. So the Lord was reminding me that it was going to be through faith, and uh, as we read here, by patient endurance, by by perseverance, I was going to be found worthy to escape all these things. So he was giving me a warning Mm
2: -hmm. about
0: things to come, but also about my own life. I'm sharing it to you guys, but it's a it was a personal word. But, but I believe it's also a corporate word because we all need to have perseverance and faith because uh, we know we are in difficult times. We're living in very difficult times.
1: Yeah, and the way we understand the verse, I mean, if you pray without having faith, without really believing, then your prayer is in vain. And mm. sometimes, you know, um, people pray, and they still are kind of like in hope mode and kind of like, I wonder if he's going to do this. I wonder if it's really true. I I hope hope he comes through for me. And, um, or they'll say, um, you know, they're going to pray, but they have worry all over their lips. So when, when we are in that mode, we're not in faith mode. Um, it, It makes a huge difference. The Lord really wants us to be believing and having faith. So for us, it was kind of like a smile because you know we've been declaring decreeing bible verses and so it's really like you have to also really really believe like you have to remind people that believing mm. is what's going to make the difference mm. is having that bold faith
0: amen and finally number 7 perseverance will bring you to a degree of perfecting mm. so god uses uh, the trials And our perseverance through the trials to bring us to a perfecting, a sanctification process, which brings us to where God wants to bring us. So it brings us to, and I wrote perfection. Of course, you're not going to be perfect or sinless, but you're going to become what the Lord wants you to become. And in James 1, 4, we read, and let steadfastness or perseverance have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing this is such a powerful verse saying how perseverance will actually contribute greatly to your sanctification and make you someone who is lacking in nothing
1: yeah and and i would say even purification right because when we realize that you know just looking at my my own children you know if everything is perfect all the time um and we try to s- you know, spare them every uh, hurt that they can possibly feel, then we're not doing them. uh, We're not helping them, right? Because they won't really understand how life, how life is really like, you Mm -hmm. know, how living in the world is and what trials are like. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that we can try to protect our, our kids from. But at one point, when they reach a certain age, you have to kind of You know, let them live their own experiences, and um, and that's what the Lord does with us. You know, there's things that that are, sorry, there are things that are in us that are not um, holy. You know, because we're human, because we're, uh, you know, sinful beings. We're still
0: fighting sin in our own lives.
1: So if we, you know, if we like, if we come to the feet of Jesus, we're going to feel how unholy we are. Yeah right? Because we're human. We're made. Uh, we're just not God. We're not holy like God is. And so the, the, the idea, the model is to be as close as we can to him. Well, you can't be that way unless you're purified. And oftentimes people think, oh, well, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like him. So I'm just going to read my Bible and read my Bible, read my Bible. And, you know, but Lord, don't don't make me go through nothing. Don't make me go through anything because you love me, right? Well, if he loves you, unfortunately, sometimes he has to, you know, let the consequences of your actions mm-hmm. teach you the lesson so that you learn like from father. it. And sometimes there's a purification process in there where it hurts, but um, you know, we we become purer and we understand the lesson and it makes us into a better person. Uh, a, a holier person, person of character, a, a person yeah, with all those fruits. So it makes us more like Christ. So we have to remember that, that, you know, God's not there to, to tell you, um, you know, I'm going to make him go through a test because he's filthy. That's not how God thinks. You know, I don't want you to have that image. But oftentimes because of our sinful nature, we, we make mistakes and we go through the wrong path. And sometimes God will just let us do it so that we have to live the consequence of those actions
0: and and you're right when you say that god wants to make us more christ-like that's in the scriptures Mm -hmm. but here's what i'm understanding in in my walk with god when he says that he wants to make us more christ-like he doesn't want to make a carbon copy of jesus christ
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and here bear with me christ was perfect okay yeah as christ now i'm Sebastian. God has a perfect ver- uh, perfect version. version of me yeah. in mind when he created Sebastian. So he wants me to become that perfect version that he had in mind when mm-hmm. he created Sebastian. Right. Now, the perfect version of Sebastian is not the same as the perfect version of Elizabeth. Are we Christ-like when we read, if we were to reach that, would we we'd be Christ-like? Yes, because we would have attained that perfect version of ourselves that God has in mind for us when he created us. But see, that doesn't mean we're all going to be the same. We're we're, we're not all going to be like little Jesus is walking around. We're still going to be us, but perfected. And that's the beauty of the thing is that God, uh, someone once wrote this, he says, God, he put it this way. He said, God wants us to come just as we are But he doesn't want us to remain as we are. He wants to transform us and bring us in the process of sanctification. Yeah, because you have to
1: remember that he has a specific purpose for you. He puts specific strengths and he puts specific gifts in every one of us. And some of us haven't even discovered fully what those are. So, you know, you can ask the Lord to to help you discover what those gifts are are and your purpose and oftentimes you know i'll pray and i'll ask the lord you know to speak on my behalf i'll say lord the words that you've spoken on my behalf of what you want me to be mm-hmm. and what my kingdom assignments are and what my purpose is um you know what you've spoken in heaven bring it down on earth bring
0: it to pass bring
1: it down on earth so I'm that available. i can so that i can experience these things and they can manifest here on earth you know when the the the, the prayer, uh, the kingdom prayer that we pray, you know, let your will be done as it is in heaven on, on earth, earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, exactly. That means
0: you're going to be transformed in that process. Exactly. You're going to be a tool in that process. So, you're yeah. making yourself available when you pray that.
1: Exactly. So you have to remember that, that the Lord speaks on your behalf in heaven and he has, um you know, he has a purpose for you. And sometimes you don't know exactly what that is, or you don't know what your next assignment is or uh, what he wants you to become, or what he wants you to be, because you're of a certain age. Maybe you're young, and so this is really important to pray in this way, so that the Lord can uh, really manifest. So that you're you're basically um, opening the heavens for this to come down on earth. You're you're saying you're in agreement with the words that he's he's spoken about you in heaven to to manifest here on earth.
0: Amen. And see, we're talking about perseverance. And the Apostle Paul was one of the most persevering guys in the New Testament. But he compares the the Christian leader's life to an endurance marathon. And I said earlier in the the broadcast that that's what it is. It is a marathon. It's not Mm -hmm. a sprint. So he also compares it to a grueling sporting regimen. You know, when you watch an Olympic athlete train or a boxer or a marathon runner, they, they, they go through this grueling training regime. They put their bodies, they beat down their own bodies. They put it to the test. They push themselves to the limit. In 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 to 27, Paul wrote this. He says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run? So all those who run in a race, they all run. But one receives the prize. Uh, Not the prize, the prize, the prize. So he said, run in such a way that you may obtain it. Mm -hmm. So Paul is there encouraging us to to be the best, to do the best that we can absolutely do. He says, run in such a way that you obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. In other words, if you're an Olympic athlete, you're not going to indulge in in pizza every night and burgers and wine, right? I mean, this would be crazy. You'd never make it. Mm Mm-hmm. Now they, uh, now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, because back then at the Olympics, yeah. you got a, a laurel crown. It was very nice. It wasn't a gold medal like today. It was a laurel on the head. So they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we, for an imperishable crown, as we have seen earlier, the crown mm-hmm. of life, and there's other crowns as well, but this was not a teaching about crowns. Therefore, I run thus. Now he's talking about his example not with uncertainty thus i fight not as one who beats the air we were talking we were showing rocky earlier and i'm not done with boxing i'm going to get back with the, the boxing thing so paul says i'm not as one who beats the air like his, his fist hits the target mm-hmm. it hits the target okay and he's not just a, a shadow boxing practicing no 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 he hits the target and he hits the hurt and i kind of like that <laughs> But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So he's showing here how important it is to have great discipline uh, 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 with perseverance. So it's a high level. This is the Christian life. The Christian life is a high level constantly. Think about that. Now that's something I remember it was a... And 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 you know I don't know about his salvation or whatnot, and I'm not here to, to to judge or criticize. But Alice Cooper once claimed that he was a Christian, but he said it's easy to be a rock star. It's easy to trash a hotel room or to get drunk every night. But being a Christian, doing what the Bible says, now that's something that's hard. That's something that makes you a, a, a kind of a badass, I guess you could say. <laughs> but he was yes. basically making a case for Christians, saying they have a high level at all times and maintaining that is very difficult and it's true and we cannot do the pastor once told me says you know what you can't live the christian life you can only do it through the power of the holy ghost Mm -hmm. but by yourself you you never you you can't make it it's impossible Mm -hmm. it's only by the empowering of the holy ghost living within you that you can live at the high level that the christian life demands
1: yeah Uh, and the, the more fruitful, the more that we want to see God, um, you know, show up in our lives, the more action we need to take. Mm-hmm. So the more that we put our foot forward, yeah. even if it's something small that we that we feel that the Lord is asking us to do, it starts with the small things. And then when you're obedient, then there's bigger things. And, you know, there's a lot of fruit that comes from that. And um, and provision and wonderful blessings. So we have to remember that you know you you won't get there higher and higher from glory to glory if you don't persevere. No. If you're the kind of person that says, "Oh well, you know this is too hard. Uh, I didn't expect to have these obstacles. Uh, I don't see how I'm going to do it," and you kind of give up, give up the minute that there's some kind of adversity or things don't go the way you want them to then um you know you're not giving the the lord a chance to intervene and move things forward for you and uh and you're not giving yourself a chance to persevere you know there's been times in my life where i persevered and and i almost thought i was crazy for persevering because yeah, most yeah. people wouldn't have persevered as long as i did yeah. and um you know one of one of those stories is um it's a personal story, but I'm going to share it because it is a a good example of a persevering person. (laughs) Um, So years back when we, um, we had just bought our first house, we had been married for a good five years. Uh, We decided to have our first baby and we were blessed with a a little baby girl. Um, We were, I carried her uh, for nine months and near the end she had, um, we found out that only after birth, we found out that she had a uh, severe um, pulmonary um, malformation, like a a birth defect with her lungs. So her lungs were developed only to one fourth. So the doctors never saw it coming, nobody ever saw it coming. It's the kind of thing that you don't see because the baby doesn't really use their lungs until they come out. So um, on ultrasounds, everything kind of, you know, looked normal, except for the fact that she was a little tiny. So they said, well, we'll just take her out like a a week before, you know, that you're due and that's fine that we do that regularly. So I did the whole process, you know, the eight hours of giving birth and all that. And it ended up in an emergency C-section and we ended up losing our first baby girl and um, she passed away and we were in total shock. It was like a bad ER experience. Um, And, you know, we were in total shock. This was very difficult. You know, we were a young, young couple. I was 26 at the time. And um, I cried a lot. It was very difficult. It was very difficult on our marriage. It was a very big, um, a, bear, a very big thing to, to bear. And, um, you know, months later, we tried to have uh, another baby, I had a miscarriage. And then we tried again, and then I had another miscarriage. And, um, you know, there was like intervals, like spacing in between those times. And every time was just like a real kick in the gut. It was hard mentally, very, very difficult mentally to get past that, you know?
0: Yeah, because at some point you're like, well, maybe I just can't have a child.
1: And, yeah, and, you know, I had a lot of feedback all the time. You know, people love to tell you what they think about the situation. And, you know, I had negative feedback from my family. You know, a lot of people just started – Talking as if it wasn't going to happen, you know, that we weren't Mm going to have any children. And um, it was just very, very hard mentally. And I went to work. I remember after my first daughter passed away, Jennifer, um, we, you know, we tried to live normally after five, six months. I went back to work and people would talk in a way that it was just not going to happen. When they'd find out that I had two other miscarriages after, they basically thought, well, something's wrong with her. She can't have kids, right? And I had done all the tests. Um you can think that, of the doctors
0: kept saying, No, you're fine, you can have kids. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong there. It's just nature, just nature, not And you're like, Well, what do you course. mean it's
1: nature? Like and you're like looking at God and you're like, well, we're a Christian family. We want to raise our children in the right way. And what are you doing, God? Like I blame them At the time him. we blamed him. At, we at didn't the time understand. I blamed him, I didn't understand. I was like, look, like I remember one one day um taking the bus and seeing these punks, like literally punks, um, you know like what punks look like yeah, yeah. and rings and in the nose and tattoos, tattoos and their hairs and, and, punks and they and, they had a baby and, in a stroller. And they were on
0: drugs. They were like hazy. And like, they had a baby in a stroller.
1: And, and we, me and Sebastian are sitting in the bus and we're looking at each other. Like, uh, okay. Like we just kind of looked at each other and we got home. We're like thinking, and I was like, Lord, like why, <laughs> was, why do people like home. that have children? and we can't have children. Like, you know, I was just totally negative. And, and the Lord really did a number on me, you know, he really, um, he always gave me this push, this push, this push to be perseverant. And even if I wasn't the best of Christians, even if I, you know, at first was angry and, you know, went through all the motions of, of, Of this uh, dealing with this
0: dealing with loss with
1: loss because it's not the normal loss Um, and what you guys don't know is that I lost my mom to cancer when I was 16 so this was like a really big second blow and um, and so I was like why why Lord you know like I, I just couldn't understand and anyway so the Lord really started showing different things to me you know and today I understand things very differently Um, And I understand that, you know, it's not his will. You know, God, God is a good God. He wants the best things for us. And that's why when you live things that are difficult, you look at the God of the Bible, that's giving you all these promises. And then you're like, well, why am I living this? Am I like such a bad Christian that, you know, I don't get any access to these blessings, because look at my life. And, and then I understood, you know, that, the devil comes to kill, destroy and and give disease and steal. And, And, you know, it's not God's doing, Um, you know? And so uh, the Lord, even if I didn't understand fully, like I understand now um, at the time, I remember thinking this, this just isn't right. I'm like, you know, the the Bible says that we're supposed to, um, you know, have children and that it's a blessing to have children. So, this doesn't make any sense that he wouldn't want us to be blessed. And we, you know, we were trying to do God's will. We were the kind of Christians that were God fearing. Uh, We weren't the kind of Christians that, you know, just did whatever we want. Like we were really like through this, this uh, ordeal that we went through, the Lord really did like a 180 on our hearts. And we went through all kinds of emotion, but it brought us to a point where we wanted to discover the truth and all things and everything mm-hmm. that had to do with him when you go through something difficult like this it's like everything is like a tsunami in your life and everything is overturned and so you question your family you question your <clears throat> sorry your friends
0: your marriage, your
1: marriage you question everything and it's God. like and it's like everything has to be resorted out yeah. let's, let's say and that's when you get rid of the junk the junk in your life. That's when you get rid of the, the, the friends that are no good. That's when you get rid of everything else. And it was an incredible
0: time in our lives where we, we, we,
1: yeah. And you just focus on what really matters and, and getting back to your relationship with God and saying, okay, Lord, obviously I control absolutely nothing here, but I just want you to take over and just, Guide me and just be there for me, and it's like He just made us closer in our marriage. He made us closer in our relationship in our walk with Him, and and taught us to really have faith and trust Him, and really to believe in His promises. And we held on to those promises, and so we persevered and we persevered um, in in our hearts, you know, in our hearts and our minds. And we said, you know, we believe that. Um, you know, we are healthy, that there's no reason why we can't have a a healthy uh, boy or girl. And we want to raise this child in your way. And we want to do the right thing by you. And we really had the right heart. And the Lord gave us our first son, um, Jason. So we lost uh, Jennifer in 2006. And we we had had Jason. Then
0: we had two miscarriages. You you had two miscarriages. And then then we had Jason in 2009. Yeah.
1: And then after I had Marissa two years, three years later, and then Caitlin about two years after that.
0: So we have a nice family So our family
1: is is beautiful. Everybody looks at us and they're like, wow, you have beautiful kids, but they don't know.
0: They don't know what we have to go through. I had to
1: persevere mentally. Um, My heart was shattered. I had to persevere. I had to heal Um, Sebastian and I had to, you know get right with God in our, in our way of thinking, in our hearts, in our marriage. Hearts, the, in our marriage
0: hurts in our marriage Because too. It,
1: it was very difficult. We didn't grieve in the same fashion, uh-huh. and, and the grieving process there was some different. Distance.
0: There was some distance because of the way we were grieving differently.
1: Yeah. And so we had to really be perseverant and hold on to the, the love we had for each other and what God was doing to say, you know, we don't understand everything that's going on right now, but we have to trust God. And so I encourage you to to persevere no matter what you're going through because God you have to always remember that God has your best interests at heart. And you know, I always focused on the verse, you know, I have plans um to give to you, a, you to prosper you not and to give harm you, you. exactly. I focused on that verse and read it read it put it on my fridge and you know post like um you know print yourself p- papers like he did you know expect a
0: miracle and
1: put that all I, over your house he, like she thought it was crazy by that that yeah. was like
0: what three years ago yeah i started taping this in our house I, I i wrote it in big bold letters expect a miracle i put it in our bathroom mirror i put it in our uh, bedroom mirror i put it on our kitchen wall and she went like what's all this
1: yeah that's I said, where i was three years I said, ago <laughs> i said
0: we're expecting a miracle she said wh- like, which one uh, <laughs> what exactly? What
1: kind of miracle? <laughs> we're
0: just we're just seeing this every day to put our mind and align it with heaven so that we're always gonna be in expectancy yeah. of God showing up in our lives in a mighty way. And yeah. she thought I was nuts.
1: Yeah, at first I did, <laughs> and then I really I really, really dove into different things that the Lord showed me, uh different stories from you know, people of faith, um, different things. Uh I you know, we did. The Lord really did a whole number on us by teaching us about his kingdom and all the things we learned about his kingdom and how there's so many possibilities. And I just opened our our minds to, you know, really understand that everything is possible with the Lord. You know, oftentimes we take that for granted. We say it, but we don't really believe it. And so when you do things like that, when you're expecting a miracle every day, uh, you're excited to see what God is going to do. And so now I don't see those papers anymore in the same way. Cause I know it's possible. that She wants, you know, she
0: wants more gonna, of those now. She yeah, wants exactly. more in the house.
1: <laughs> so yeah. So it reminds me to say it out loud to the Lord now, you know, and to do it
0: again, Lord. Yes.
1: So, um, we're we going to say, well, well yeah. I was going
0: to, I was going to close with a, uh, the boxing, little boxing story. And then we are going to close with the little surprise we have at the end for, uh, for our listeners. Uh, so, we spoke of Rocky in this uh, teaching mm-hmm. we spoke of boxing we spoke of Paul who teaches about boxing and running uh, as to win in a way as to win the prize so there was a lot of sports because you can't talk about perseverance if you don't like I think one of the most accurate depictions of perseverance we have today in our world is sports the world mm-hmm. of sports uh, th- so there's this guy from the 1800s Jim Corbett. He was called at the time, the father of boxing, and he was the heavyweight champion in the late 1800s. And he said something, there's a quote that he said, that is fantastic. And it was taken, it was so good, that Stallone took it, and he adapted it. And he in one of the Rocky movies, he says that. But like, it's different. It's not like, exactly what I'm going to say, but I'm going to quote from Jim Corbett. You're going to love this guys. So here's what he wrote. He said, fight one more round. When your feet are so tired that you have to shuffle back to the center of the ring, fight one more round. When your arms are so tired that you can hardly lift your hands to come on guard, fight one more round. When your nose is bleeding and your eyes are black and you are so tired you wish your opponent your opponent would crack you one on the jaw and put you to sleep fight one more round remembering that the man who always fights one more round is never whipped I thought that was mm-hmm. so good because so, oftentimes when we're in a difficult situation, when we're, when we're going through the ringer, like I said earlier, we tend to look too far. We tend to look at the rest of our life. And I know what I'm talking about because I was depressed. I, I, I suffered great depressions in, in my life. So and, and great depressions happen when you think that your situation is permanent.
2: Yeah.
0: So you think that the darkness you're in now is going to last forever. You, mm-hmm. you don't see a way out. But... See, what he's saying is, like, take smaller chunks. Don't look ahead too far. Take smaller chunks. Fight one more round. Mm -hmm. See, a boxing match has 10 or 12 or 15 rounds. Mm -hmm. Just get up to fight one more round. When you can't feel your hands or when your feet are tired, when your nose is bleeding, your eyes are black, fight one more round. Mm -hmm. And then he says, because the man who fights one more round is never whipped or the woman. And speaking of sports, speaking of boxing, uh, speaking of encouragement for you guys to persevere, there's a Christian lady by the name of Carrie Underwood, who uh, wrote a, I don't know if she wrote the song, but she sings it very well. Uh, and what's the title, Liz? You're The
1: Champion. It. The Champion.
0: Champion. The Champion. And we're going to end this week's broadcast with this clip right before Liz tells uh, the audience, uh, well, Final words, Lizzie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, don't forget to sign up to our email list if you want to have our broadcast sent to you uh, through email, so that we stay in touch because we don't know what's going to happen. You know, with these social media platforms, um, you know Christians Censoring. are are censored on a regular basis, so yeah. we don't know, you know, what's going to happen with that. So go to ThrivingOnPurpose.com and sign up for our email list. That way, you'll always know you know, what we're up to, where we're at, what platform we're on uh, so we can stay connected. You can also write to us and ask us questions um, through that, uh, through the emails that we send you and um, join our Top Kingdom Growth group where we have um, all our teachings there. We put all our broadcasts there. Uh, So if you're on Facebook regularly, join that. You'll find the link to join that on our on our front page of our website as
0: well. Amen. Uh, So as usual, be blessed and thrive on. And we're leaving you with this wonderful video clip.
1: Yeah, and Um, don't forget to share this broadcast. I know that it's going to bless a lot of people. You know, everybody needs to be perseverant. Um, Everybody's going through all kinds of things in our Christian walk. So don't forget to share this broadcast uh, with other believers that it's going to bless. Amen. So be blessed.
0: And thrive on. And we're leaving you with Carrie Underwood and the champion. And we hope that the words of this song encourage you to persevere.
2: I'll be the last one standing, two hands in the air. I'm a champion. You'll be looking up I'm break up.